first convention you attended? Uh, the first convention I remember attending was in Toronto. It was the Hobby Star Expo. It was called something different back then. Uh, I think it was like the National Canadian Expo. Right. Yeah. And then they found out they can't call that because they're an American company running that. Oh, Anime um, Expo, yeah. So, yeah, that was my first one. And they had some anime content there, but it was mostly for North American comic books. And it had quite a strong indie presence there, actually. So I... That's um, not really a point. <laughs> but uh, what was your first experience what was, at the convention? What was your experience like there, going to your first con? Uh, the first experience was amazing. I really loved it. Uh, it was just full of people and exciting things. It was full of comics. Um, and I really... I really enjoyed seeing people doing that, like their little comics, and that's yeah. where I fa um, discovered the concept of ash cans, which is you know eight and a half by eleven, just folded in half, and you know we have a little book. So that's uh, we started with. I tried doing that when I got back home with my own comics, uh, and I read. What? No, I didn't read. <laughs> uh, did I buy any stuff there? I can't remember. But it was was it overwhelming, and did you were you just amazed that this existed for anime culture, or did you kind of well, it expect? It wasn't an anime con. Oh, well, uh, that's was, right. It was uh, the the hobby star ones are cross. Uh, yeah, yeah. There was a um, sci-fi and comic as well, right? Yeah, and I did I did not speak very good English then, so to me it was just you know it all looked like popular media, like a mix, you know, this jumble of images and things. Um, I did, I do remember seeing, wh whenever I saw like little bits and pieces of anime, which is what I was heavily into that at the time, um, like for example, I saw the table for the magazine Protoculture, right. yeah. yeah, and I, I saw that they were French, so I tried to impress them with my French skills, and I said, <laughs> you know, merci, <laughs> beaucoup, or something, and then um, the... I believe the voice actresses for Sailor Moon were there as well. Mm -hmm. So we sort of snuck in to look at their performance. And I, I seem to recall that it must have been someone, I think it may have been Joe Quesada uh, doing a panel. Uh -huh. And I showed him my portfolio, if it was him. I'm not entirely sure because I, I didn't know their names. Um, but it was uh, some some big person from one of the big two. Uh, now your your first guest experience. Uh, tell me about that. My first guest experience was at Bakuretsu Con, uh, and it was it was really good. I, I thank you, Steve. I, it was it was an excellent experience, like an an excellent first guest experience. Were you surprised to be invited as a guest? Yes, I was. Yeah. I was very surprised to be invited as a guest. Uh, and I kept on being surprised to be invited as a guest later on. But, you know, it was, it, it was good. And, uh, so, you've uh, written and illustrated DramaCon. And uh, so what made you decide to set that in a convention? Oh, uh, the reason I said that at the convention is because con scenes are so full of potential drama and it's just 
basically you drop a character in there and stories happen with a capital H. It's it's not it's not something that would I would have to force. I felt. Now, are there any aspects of the of conventions that you wanted to explore in there? Um, what really uh, caught my interest about conventions is the fact that they're so impermanent, and the chance meetings that happen there. And I mean, you meet people, and then you go your separate ways, uh, and these connections that people form. Like, how do they live on, or do they, after that? Uh, so that was something that I wanted to explore in the book. Now, when you go to conventions, you, you usually run a, a few panels. Uh, when, when people go to those panels, what are some good questions that they, they should ask? What questions do you like to get, uh, to get asked? I like to get asked questions that show that they've uh, researched <laughs> and had because there's quite a few interviews uh, with me floating around and they're mo they are mostly the same questions. Um, so I, I like it when people look those up before they, you know, ask me things. And uh, are there any questions that you, you dread getting in, in your panels? Not like, really. oh, it's this question again, ah. Oh. Yeah, no, not really. I mean, there's, there's a few recurring questions. Uh, like, you know, how did you come up with DramaCon? I, I know the answer by heart, so I just like... <laughs> this is how I came up with DramaCon. Um, but, I, like, are not many that I tried getting. Uh, I really like getting the question of, so are you leader? Because then I get to explain that, no, I'm not. And I'm not Christy either, despite what this cosplay might suggest. <laughs> Now, uh, you've been to a number of conventions yourself, but do you have any funny stories or strange experiences that have happened to you at a convention? I do have a funny story. Uh, the I went to KomoriCon in September, mm -hmm. and there was a sexy Joe cosplay that was <laughs> rather epic. Um, basically, I was running a panel, mm -hmm. and uh, we were just about to wrap it up, and um, I said, okay, I'll take one last question. So there was this girl sitting in the front row and I said okay well she raised her hand so I I, I said what's your question uh, instead of asking her question she got up and she opened her coat and she said thank you you've been a wonderful audience and she dashed away <laughs> so you know she had the sexy Joe cosplay on so oh. the pink bodysuit with the with the paper oh. and there was this just silence as she exited dashing out the door and then a round of applause like everybody started applauding uh, so that, that was that was brilliant uh, and then she came up later at the sign so now, is, are there any places that you would like to be invited to a convention places you'd like to visit areas of uh, the US or Canada that you'd like to see hope a convention will take you there um, I no longer hope that the convention will take me to a place because so far conventions, um, you know, I fly in, I work, and I fly out. Um, you know, sometimes there's dinners and, but usually, concepts are really run ragged. So the trips are not, they're not sightseeing trips. Right. Um, they're work trips. Uh, so I don't, I no longer have the illusion of, ooh, I'm going to, you know. Maryland or whatever, and I get to spend a couple of days just seeing the sights. Uh, that that never happens. So no secret desire to be a guest at a convention in Hawaii or Vegas or. 
No, I know the truth of those. <laughs> Again, you know, you get to see it out of the hotel window, a um, little bit of it, and that's it. No. It's kind of painful. <laughs> now, you're currently working on Night School. Uh, for those who haven't read it, how would you describe it? Uh, Night School is a kind of story that I've been dying to write and draw since, since I was in high school. Uh, it's an urban fantasy, it's basically about, you know, kick-butt witch girls. Uh, going to high school and dealing with all kinds of magical problems that they need to deal with. You know, there's vampires, werewolves, all sorts of night things. Uh, it is different from the other stories, or the villain stories on the, on the same topic. Um, I tried to come up with my own uh, version of a witch. Mm -hmm. uh, so my witches are called Weirns, and they they are born with uh, guardian demon spirits tied to them, called astrals. Uh, and those are basically your guardian demon spirits that would die for you. Uh, how would I describe it? I guess urban fantasy, it's probably can be loosely described as, you know, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, which I'm a fan of, uh, can uh, cross with Harry Potter, but the darker parts of it. Uh, so, you know, it's a magic school, but there's hunters who are hunting night things. <clears throat> um, basically, it's just, I, I took everything I loved about the genre and I'm playing with it in my own way, my own characters, it, and it, I make fun of it in my own way. <laughs> and it's set in New York City. What made you decide to choose New York? I chose New York because I fell in love with it. I don't usually like big cities, and I, I fell in love with New York because it's, it's such an incredible city. and. You know, now that my story is set in there, I can do research trip and write them off taxes because they're <laughs> research trips. And, uh, so how many volumes will be in high school? Is it three like Dramacon or is it, are there going to be additional ones? Uh, four, uh, for night school, four volumes are planned so far mm -hmm. and then I guess we'll see. Uh, the first arc is four volumes. It will, the first arc will end at volume four. So there may be more night school after that? Uh, I hope so. Like we'll see, we'll see how the series does. Yeah. What about after night school? Any plans? Any ideas for the future? I would really like to finish my other comics, <laughs> the ones that I started before DramaCon yeah. in night school. Are they lonely? Yes, they <laughs> are. And people like people read them, and then they write me and saying, "Oh, I can't wait for you to post the next page." <laughs> oh, I guess in a couple of years <laughs> it's coming. Um, I will actually be restarting Chasing Rainbows. Oh, sorry, resuming Chasing Rainbows um, at some point uh, this year. Great. And uh, thank you very much for taking the time to answer my silly questions. And, uh... Actually, Shiva from our podcast wanted me to ask one last one. Uh, okay. Do you play tennis? No, I okay. tried to. <laughs> Why? Svetlana Chimakova. Oh, sounds like you should play tennis. There we go. So thank you very much.